Hey, welcome to the Central Westland Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. We hope that today you find God's Word to be encouraging, challenging, and inspiring your life today. We would love to connect with you through our Facebook page and Instagram page. All you got to do is look on Facebook or Instagram and search for Central Westland Church. Please know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you enjoyed this week's message. turn to James chapter 2. We'll be there in about two, seven minutes, give or take. We're going to read a very, very familiar passage of scripture here in a little bit and see what the Lord will teach us. A couple years ago, I read a story. I read a story of a small country town, probably much like Denton, if I had to guess, um, was having a uh, revival services. One of the church was having revival services at the, at the church, and uh, it was a small town. So those of you that are from smaller towns than Ashboro, because Ashboro is not a small town compared to Denton, right? Right? Right. Those of you from small towns, when something like that goes on, two things happen. One, everybody knows about it, and two, Everybody's going to be there. So everybody in this small town was at this, uh, at this church's revival service. It started on a Sunday. Sunday night, the preacher got up and preached about salvation, preached about forgiveness, preached about everybody has a need for forgiveness. And during the, um, the last song, the preacher gave an altar call, and people were coming to the altar. One man, one older gentleman, come walking down. And as he was walking down to the front, he was saying the, wor- the words, Lord, fill me up which is a good prayer. Amen. Lord, fill me up. Next night, Monday night, the pastor talked about how to fight temptation, how to face temptation with the Lord's help. At the end, the same guy, the same older gentleman, come walking down to the front during the altar call, saying the exact same thing, Lord, fill me up. Tuesday night, of the revival service, the pastor preached about totally surrendering to the Lord, about laying down your life, picking up the cross, and following Jesus. At the end of that service, this same guy come walking down the same aisle saying the same thing, Lord, fill me up. Good prayer, amen. Finally, we get to Wednesday night. We get to Wednesday night. Wednesday night, the preacher was preaching about um, persecution talking about those who follow the Lord will be persecuted. You will have struggles. You will have tough times. The enemy is there to steal, kill, and destroy. You will have troubles of many kind. At the end of that service, this same guy come walking down the same aisle saying the exact same thing, Lord, fill me. On Wednesday night, though, there was somebody else shouted from the back, Lord, please do it because he is leaking. He's got a leak. He sprung a leak. Can I ask you a question this morning? Does anybody have leaky faith today? (laughs) Um, I think if we all go through seasons and time where our faith isn't as strong as it once was, where our faith is not as full as maybe it once was. Have you been there or just me? Somebody talk to me. 
just me? All right. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, we do it lots of times with the Lord. Our relationship with the Lord kind of goes ups and downs. We have good seasons. We have bad seasons. We have seasons where we're on spiritual highs, we've talked about before, and we have seasons where we're in spiritual lows, like we talked about before. We do it in relationships. We do it with friendships. We are really close with some of our friends at some times, and then at other times they kind of fade away, and we're not as close with those friends as we once were. We do it in relationships. We do it in marriages. At one time, um, marriage is really good, and then there are seasons where it's a struggle. Amen? Boys, better not, none of y'all say amen. Y'all better keep your mouth closed. Just look straight ahead. Focus straight ahead. Don't move. Don't do nothing. Just sit. I think back to uh, when Kelly and I first met and how our relationship started. I was chasing her cousin, okay? <laughs> But the Lord had better plans for me and for her. I think back to when we first started dating. She has told me before when she saw me. Um, I, can't, I don't remember the exact quote, but it was something about angels. <laughs> heaven opening up. Something about a glow like an aura, Some, I, don't, I don't remember, you want to share the, you don't want to share, okay, all right, um, the, 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 the next line was, that didn't last too long, it's like a spiritual high becoming a spiritual low, it happens, uh, I can remember on May 28th, year 2000, I was at Denton Westland Church, I was down in the basement. There's an office down there. I don't know if it's still there. Uh, it should be, but whatever. Anyway, there was, was an office down there. Remember remember the old basement, and they had the big youth room, and then Scott Simmons' office was right behind it. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I was down there on my knees in that office with Scott Simmons on May 28th, year 2000, praying for forgiveness, seeking God for forgiveness, confessing my sin. I stood up down there in that basement as a different person than I did when I knelt down because of God's forgiveness, because of God's grace in my life. And I walked out of the church a completely different person than I did 30 minutes earlier when I walked in the church that evening on May 28th. Can I tell you how much I love the Lord on May 28th, year 2000? Like I was, it felt completely different because I was different on the inside, right? The Lord gave me a new life. The Lord gave me a new heart. He cleansed my soul. He made my spirit come alive on May 28th, year 2000. Now, here's the deal. And Scott Simmons told me this on May 28th, year 2000. He said, you're going to walk out of here and the enemy's going to jump on you. The enemy's going to attack you. Because you're a new believer. You're a baby Christian. He's going to jump on you because he thinks he can get you. He said, don't let him. You call me tonight if you need to call me tonight. You call me tomorrow if you need to call me tomorrow. He said, don't let him get you. And he didn't get me that night. But how many of you know that those feelings, those thoughts, those priorities that I had on May 28th, over time, they start to change? Just me or is it you too? Now, what changed? 
Did Jesus change? No. Did the Word change? No. I did. I changed. My priorities changed. My thoughts changed. My life changed. Not for the better, but for the worse. The Word was the same. The Lord's the same. The love's the same. The forgiveness is the same. The Father's the same. The grace is the same. But over time, that spiritual high, that love, that excitement, that energy, that grace that I felt, that new life feeling that I felt, that honeymoon time with the Lord starts to fade down and we kind of lose a little bit of our faith. Our faith starts to leak. Maybe you're here this morning and you've experienced that. Maybe you're facing that today. Maybe you're here this morning and your faith isn't leaking. Maybe your faith is completely ran out. You're close to giving up on God. You're close to giving up on the Lord. You Maybe you told the Lord, I had a guy tell me in church one Sunday, he said, I was going to try church one more time and this is it. I was going to try it one more time, and if God didn't do something in my life today, I was done with Him. I was quitting. I was giving up. If you find yourself today with leaky faith, with dead faith, with faith running out, with less faith than you've had at one time, if you're finding yourself today in a spot in your life, in your relationship with the Lord, where it's not what it used to be, where the feelings aren't the same, the love's not the same, the priorities are not the same, I am glad you are here today. Because I believe the Word tells us clearly a cure for dead faith, or a cure for struggling faith. So that's what we want to share with you this morning, and that's what we're going to find in James chapter 2. Starting in verse 14, let's read together. What use is it, James says, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but has no works. Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed, and, the, and be, fi- oh, I lost my spot. Go in peace, be warmed, and be filled, and yet you do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? Even so, faith, it has, if it has no works, is dead being by itself. Verse 18, but someone may say, James says, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one, you do well. The demons also believe and shudder, but are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? By the way, the terms, the words there that Paul is using is laying this, or that Paul, that James is using, is laying the smack down on the readers. For somebody in biblical times to call somebody a foolish fellow, that's equivalent to us calling somebody a blankety blank, blankety blank. Like James is saying, you got to open your eyes. Don't miss this. Wake up. This is real stuff. This is important stuff. Keep reading verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he, off, when he offered uh, up Isaac, his son, on the altar? You see that faith was working with his works, and as a result of the works, faith was perfected. 
And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, And Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. Verse 25, In the same way was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works. By the way, you cannot get two more opposite people than Abraham and Rahab. Right? But they're in the same category here. Why? Because of faith. Keep reading. In the same way, was not Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. I want to share with you three things this morning. Three things that can hopefully, and I believe will help you if you find yourself uh, lacking in faith or you maybe even find yourself having dead faith this morning. Number one is we need to remember. We just need to remember. We need to think back. We need to think back to what God has done in our lives in the past. Is anybody like, like looking up old pictures, sitting around looking at old pictures, or just me? My mom was cleaning out some room the other day, and she found some stuff from the 90s, some late 90s, when I was 17, 16, 18. No, it's not, I'm not saying it's long ago. I'm just saying that time period in my life. There may have been things in there I did forgot to throw away that I did not want my mama to see. Y'all been there? You already went through it? You did better than me. So mama hands me this box one day. She says, there's a bunch of pictures in there. I said, did you look through them? She said, no. She said, do you want them? And I should have just said no, right? I should have said trash them all. Whatever's in there, don't matter, trash them all. So one day I was here in the office and I had the pictures in my car. And I thought, I'm going to look at some of these. So I got some of them out. They were cool. I saw some pictures I remember taking in like 95, 96, 97. Saw some pictures of the basketball team. Saw some pictures of my buddies. Saw some pictures of um, some beach trips that we took together at 17 years old that will never see the light of day because they don't need to see the light of day because they do nobody no good. And I am not that person anymore. Right? I love looking back and remembering. I love thinking about old times. I love thinking about what, the way it used to be. I love it so, so much. I think that we could do ourselves a great service if we find ourselves in a tough faith season of our lives. If we can just simply think back and remember to what God has done for us before. If we can think back to the day before we first met the Lord, if we can remember back what our life looked like, what our heart looked like, what, I, what we looked like the day before we first met the Lord, I think it would do our hearts some good. I told you I met the Lord on May 28th, year 2000. 
I'm not going to go in full detail about May 27th, year 2000. But what I will tell you about May 27th, year 2000, is I was far from the Lord as you could be. I was going places I shouldn't have went. I was doing things I shouldn't have done. I was saying things I shouldn't be saying. I was a long ways away. And then I remember May 28th, year 2000. I remember salvation. I remember forgiveness. I remember the blood. I remember clean, being clean. I remember having a new heart. I remember having my spirit be made alive on the inside of me and I can tell you that no matter how bad faith gets today and no matter how bad a struggle in my life comes today when I think about May 27th and when I think about May 28th I see the goodness and the love of God Almighty and I hope you have that story in your life as well think back remember Go back to when your first love was the Lord. Think back to when nothing else mattered but you reading the Word. Think back when prayer was your top priority because prayer was all you knew about the Lord. You ever have that time in your life? I did. When I first got saved, I didn't know nothing about the Lord. I didn't know nothing about theology. I couldn't tell you about God the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. I couldn't tell you about sanctification. I couldn't tell you about church membership. I couldn't tell you about glorification. I couldn't tell you anything about eternity. What I could tell you this is when I talked to the Lord, He listened to me. Go back to that. Think back to those times. Think back to Christianity 101. The very basics of basics of Bible-believing believers. The very basics of Christianity, the very basics of forgiveness is this. If today, if you find yourself struggling with faith, let me give you something to think back on and to remember. Two things. Number one, remember who God is. Remember who God is. God is a God that shuts the mouths of lions. God is a God that does not throw stones. God is a God that forgives many times over. God is a God that created. God is a God that heals. God is a God that protects. God is a God that loves no matter what. Think back to Christianity 101 and remember who God is. Number two, Christianity 101 Remember what he did for you. This is why I said think back to the day before you believed. Remember what happened. Remember that the Son of God, Jesus Christ, left heaven, come to earth, lived for 33 years, was beaten, hung on a cross with a crown of thorns, was spit on, was ridiculed, was naked, in full view of everybody. And then remember that that happened for you. Think back to who God is and what God has done for you. Remember how God forgave you in the past. Remember those issues you used to have, those struggles you used to have, that pain you used to have, that addiction you used to have. Remember what God has done for you. Remember how God has delivered. Remember how God has healed. Remember how God has changed. Remember how God affected. Remember how God intervened. Remember who he is and what he has done for you. Lots of times we tend to complicate Christianity. It's not that hard. Now it's hard to live out because it requires our whole life. 
It wouldn't be hard if it was just Sundays. Amen? It would be easy. We could do what we want to Monday through Saturday, and then Sunday we're focused on the Lord. Christianity 101. Who He is. What He's done. And then the question of whether you believe it or not. Do you believe that He is who He said He is? Do you believe that He has done and will do what He said He will do? Basic Christianity. Think back. Remember. If you read through the Old Testament, there are tons of places where people in the Old Testament times would set up reminders. They would set up a monument. They would set up stones. They would set up temples. They had holidays that they celebrated. We read about it in the New Testament where they celebrated the Passover. That is when they celebrate the time in Exodus where uh, the angel of death passed over uh, people's houses that had the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. We see it all through scripture where God is telling you to remember to think back we do it now we have uh, holidays now Christmas is the time for us to think back and to remember the birth of Jesus Easter is the time for us to think back and to remember the death and resurrection of Jesus we have jewelry who's got a cross necklace on right now guarantee somebody does Bill, thank you. That is there for you to remember the cross and the crucifixion of Jesus. What we're doing right now, the church, one of the purposes of the church is for you to be here, to think back and to remember what Jesus Christ has done for you. So what's the problem? We have all these things set up for us to remember how God has changed our life. Can I tell you why we don't remember? Can I tell you why I think? It's because we think this stuff is about us. We think Christmas is about us. We think Easter is about us. We think jewelry is about us making us look good. Worst of all, we think the church is about us. When nothing could be further from the truth. It's here to point back. To show us who God is. To show us what he's done for us in the past. And to give us faith and encouragement and hope that he can and will once again do it for us today. Amen. Number two we see here in the book of James. Not only to remember, but we see that if we believe it, we have to live it. If we believe it, we have to live it. Verses 15 through 17 says this, If a brother or sister is without clothing and in need of daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed, uh, and be filled, and yet do not give them what is necessary for their body, what use is that? Even so, if it has no works, um, is dead. Faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. James is crystal clear right here. You want your faith to die? Stop serving. Right? Everybody else read it that way or just me? Faith says your faith, or James says your faith does you no good unless you live it out. Unless you show people. Faith is an action word. Belief is an action word. It's a verb. It requires us to do things. It requires you to get up and to move and to serve. Faith and belief is not just in your head and in your heart. It's also in your hands and in your feet. 
Faith and belief is an action word, and they go hand in hand with living out the call of Jesus on your life. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem. For us to live out our faith, for us to believe it and live it, it requires us to get a little dirty. It requires a little mess. You know why? Because we're working with people. And give me an amen if people are messy. Give me an amen if you're messy. Boy, I better hear every, the same ones, the exact same ones. I want these same ones. If you said it the first time, you better say it the second time. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. At one time, somebody come into your life and shared with you the message of Jesus. Somebody come into your life and showed you the message of Jesus. And now it's your turn. Now it's your turn to take that belief, to take that faith, to take that message, to take that ministry and give it to the people around you. And when that happens, it gets messy because people are messy. People are, let me figure out how I want to say this. People are dirty. Let me just use another word for messy. People are dirty. They'll lie to you. They'll cheat, they'll cheat you. They'll take from you. They'll stab you in the back. They'll start rumors about you. And so will we. Now, you may do it a little different today than what you used to. But somebody thought you were valuable enough to share that message of forgiveness with. Somebody thought you were valuable enough to show you Christ-like life. That, to show you the message and the ministry of Jesus. Now today, if you find yourself as a believer, that's your job. It's your job to love. It's your job to forgive. It's your job to serve. It's your job to trust. It's your job to give. It's no longer the older generations. It's no longer the people who did it for you. The way Team Jesus works is once you're a part of the team, it's time to go to work. Amen? It's time to start living out what we are believing. The, I believe, one of the biggest problems today is believers who believe, but you never know it. Why will you never know it? Because they never tell you and you never see it in their life. You want to make Jesus look bad? You tell somebody you go to Central Westland Church and then go cuss at the waitress this afternoon for lunch. Go have a bad attitude with the lady at the grocery store. <laughs> go have a bad attitude if you've got to park too far away from Walmart this afternoon. It's one thing to say you believe it, but according to James, if you believe it, living it comes with. They go hand in hand. If your faith is struggling this morning, you want a surefire way of how to grow your faith, start serving. Start giving. 
Start obeying the word. Start living out what God is put, placing in your life. Start living out the passions that God has put in your heart. Show up here Thursday night and help out with Ashley and all the other volunteers. You want your faith to grow? I'll see you Thursday night. Amen? <laughs> Got it. Got it. James says, it's crystal clear. Belief and action Go together. It does us no good, James says. Faith is dead for us just to believe it and not live it. Amen. Finally, number three. Number three. We see in those last two verses, verses 25 and 26. Well, 23, 24, 25, 26. Those last four verses. We see James uh, mentioned two different people. He mentioned Abraham and then he mentions Rahab. He tells about their faith and also their actions, right? He tells about Abraham's faith in God and then tells of his actions by being willing and being available, following God to make the sacrifice of Isaac. Then he tells about Rahab, faith in God, and then her actions of hiding the spies and saving their life and sending them out that you can read about in the book of Joshua. James mentions those two people, mentions their faith, and mentions their actions. What's that mean for you and I? It means they lived a long time ago. Thousands of years ago, they lived and they followed, they believed and lived it out thousands and thousands of years ago. And yet here we are on August the 13th, 2023, at 11.02 we're going to be done by 11.07 at 11.02 talking about their faith and their actions. What's the point? Here's the point. If your faith needs some encouraging today, know that your faith is not just about today. There's a lot more to come. Your faith doesn't just affect you. Your faith has the ability, or your lack of faith has the ability to affect generation after generation after generation. Amen? Mom and dads, y'all know what I'm talking about. Grandma and grandpa, y'all know what I'm talking about. Thousands of years ago, we saw the proof of their faith. My prayer for me is, that my faith, Callie's faith, will not only rub off on TJ and Anna Lee, but will rub off on TJ Jr., Anna Lee Jr., TJ the third, Anna Lee the third, TJ the fourth, Anna Lee the fourth, for generation and generation. For family members that I will never meet, for family members that will never have an idea who great, 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 great Grandpa Michael ever was. But you know who will know? TJ will know. TJ's kids will know because of TJ. TJ's great kid, great grandkids will know because of TJ. We have a opportunity to leave a legacy with our life now listen don't get it twisted the legacy is not about great 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 grandpa jern their legacy is about jesus 
We're not talking about how good of a shepherd Abraham was. We're not talking about how good of a harlot Rahab was. We're talking about their faith and their action. You and I today have an opportunity to not just impact your life, but faith has the ability to ripple effect out of your life and into your kids, your neighbors, your coworkers, your grandkids, the great-grandkids. Your faith is not just about today. I want to challenge you to see the big picture, to know that there's a lot more that your faith can do rather than just what we see here today. If you find yourself today like that guy in the story with leaky faith, if you find yourself with no faith, if you find yourself in a spiritual low, if you find yourself in a time of struggle, in a time of questions, in a time of doubts, can I encourage you to remember, to think back. Let me say this too. The danger of looking back is to think that God is a good old day God, like God only worked in the good old days. Not true. Why? Because God's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. God did it then. He can do it today. To remember. To live it out. To don't just believe it here and here, but believe it here and here. Get your feet dirty. Get your hands dirty. You may have to get out of your comfort zone. You may have to do stuff you don't like doing. You may have to do stuff you've never done before. It may cost you some time, some resources, some money. It may cost you some tears. It may cost you some blood. But remember, the message and the ministry is worth it. Remember, get dirty, believe it, live it, and then understand that faith is not just about today. There's a lot more going on than what we can see going on. We'll talk about this on Baby Dedication Sunday. But this young lady is going to be going to need someone to show her the love of the Lord in addition to mom and dad. Amen? That young man is going to need somebody to influence his life in addition to mom and dad. Mom and dad will do good. But how many of you know the enemy wants our kids bad? So mom and dad, pray, love, share, serve your kids. Neighbors, pray, love, share, serve your neighbor's kids. Because they are worth it. Amen. Let's stand together. Let's pray together. Lord, today we thank you. <clears throat> we thank you for your word. God, we thank you for what we read here in James, what we see in the book of James. God, we come confessing there are times in our life where our spiritual highs become spiritual lows, where our faith leaks, where our priorities are messed up. God, we come confessing there are times where we've loved you more than we do today. We trusted you more than we do today. God, we want to pray for your forgiveness for our doubt. We want to pray for your forgiveness for our trust. And God, we want to pray for your help. God, I want to pray for your help and to help us to remember 
help us to remember who you are and what you have done for us. God, help us to never forget. Help us to take notes. Help us to put it on a sticky note if we have to. Help us to take pictures. Help us to tell somebody so they can remind us about how you have touched our lives in the past. And God, help us to never forget it in the future. God, thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for healing us. Thank you for leading and guiding us. God, thank you for all that you have done for us. God, help us to never forget it. Help us to know that you are more than enough. Help us to know that you are more than able to do the same thing in our life today. God, I pray that you will help us to not only believe it, but to live it. God, lead us to people that we can love. Lead us to people that we can serve. Lead us to people that we can give to. Lead us to people that we can share your message with our words and with our actions. And finally, God, I pray that you would help us to see the big picture. God, help us to see that Faith is not just about today, but it's about generation to come, and it's about all of eternity. God, I pray that we'll be believers. I pray that we'll be followers that takes faith serious and that looks to you, that trusts you, that depends on you. God, help us today to strengthen our faith, strengthen our trust, to strengthen our relationship with you. Lord, we love you and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.